my disappointment in people is, I mean, I don't know. I just, I wish people wrote things down or remembered things or took responsibility for stuff, but it's okay. I live in San Francisco. You don't have to grow up here. I saw a sign that said that and I enjoyed that because it's like, you don't have to grow up here, meaning you can come here and people are still nice. Well, not anymore, but then you don't have to grow up, meaning you can Peter Pan yourself forever. Um, let's do the old trick Trump is and we'll see what comes up. They've got to be, the, the internet knows who I am because it's saying Trump is and then we've got an idiot, a moron, awesome, stupid, is a racist. Wow. I mean, is that, that's the gestalt right now, I guess, the general feeling of all people about what's happening with our world. This is fun. Here are 13 examples of 45 being racist. This was updated. This is even, this is old. This is so old. And it still is um, funny and poignant today. He claims to have a great relationship with blacks, which is totally something a normal person would say. Uh, 45 may have failed to disavow the Ku Klux Klan in late February 2016, but it'll have you know he's not a racist. In fact, he claims to be the least racist person you've ever met. And last summer, he pulled out the old standby about not having a racist bone in his body. But he hasn't given us a lot of reason to believe that. In fact, despite, despite Trump's protest to the contrary, he has a long history of saying and doing racist things. It's not really surprising that he won the support and praise of the country's white supremacists. Here's a running list of some of the most glaringly racist things associated with 45. We'll be adding to it soon. Uh, he attacked Muslim Gold Star parents. Trump's retaliation against the parents of a Muslim U.S. Army officer who died while serving the Iraq war was a clear low point in a campaign full of hateful rhetoric. Kazir Khan, the father of late Army Captain Human Khan, spoke out against Trump's bigoted rhetoric and disregard for civil liberties at the Democratic National Convention. It quickly became the most memorable moment of the convention. Let me ask you, have you ever read the U.S. Constitution? Khan asked Trump before pulling a copy of the document from his jacket pocket, holding it up. I will gladly lend you my copy. Khan's wife, Ghazal Khan, who wears a Muslim headscarf, a hijab, stood at his side during the speech but did not speak. In response to the devastating speech, Trump seized on Ghazala Khan's silence to insinuate that she was forbidden from speaking due to the country couple's Islamic faith. If you look at his wife, she was just standing there. She had nothing to say. She probably maybe wasn't allowed to have anything to say, you tell me, Trump said in an interview with ABC News. That's so funny because he has third Wi-Fi's down. Speaking of not speaking, Melania, say something, sweetheart. Show us on the doll where he touched you. Are you okay? Blink twice if you're okay. It's hard with all that Botox, I'm sure. She's just so pretty when she frowns. Gazala Khan explained in an op-ed in Washington Post that she could not speak because of the grief of her son. Walking onto the convention stage with a huge picture of my son behind me, I could hardly control myself what mother could. She wrote, Donald Trump has children whom he loves. Does he really need to wonder why I did not speak? 
He claimed a judge was biased because he's a Mexican. Uh, this is all old, too. In May, Trump implied that Gazan... Gonzalo Curiel, the federal judge presiding over a class action against a for-profit Trump University, could not fairly hear the case because of his Mexican heritage. He's a Mexican, Trump told CNN of Curiel. We're building a wall between here and Mexico. The answer is, is he giving us very unfair rulings, rulings that people can't even believe? He's such a jerk. Curiel, it should be noted, is an American citizen who was born in Indiana. And as a prosecutor in the late 1990s, went after Mexican drug cartels, making him a target for assassination by a Tijuana drug lord. Even Trump's own party slammed the racist remarks. Claiming a person can't do their job because of their race was sort of like the textbook definition of a racist comment, (laughs) House Speaker Paul Ryan said in reaction to his comments, although he clarified that he still endorses the nominee. Oof. The comments against Curiel didn't sit well with the American public either. According to a YouGov poll released in June, 51% of those surveyed agreed that Trump's comments were not only wrong, but also racist. 57% of Americans think Trump was wrong to complain against the judge. Well, 20% still think he was right to do so. When asked whether he would trust a Muslim judge in light of his proposed restriction on Muslim immigration, Trump suggested that such a judge might not be fair to him either. Wow. Wow. Well, here's the thing. Presiding over a class action suit for the for-profit Trump University, the non-university, the completely not accredited university that just stole people's money. No? Does anybody remember that? That he just, they would have, oh, go go to this, spend $1,000 and go to this seminar. Well, then you have to buy these books and go to this next seminar grouping. And the curriculum, the curriculum was taught by people that were selling timeshares. Buy in, buy more, buy more education, and you aren't getting any education. Of course there was a class action suit against him. Of course. It has nothing to do with anybody being Mexican. God, why does he hate Mexicans so much? It just doesn't make any sense to me. I love Mexico. Has he ever been to Mexico? It's the best. People are so nice. Speaking of so nice, here at Mutiny Radio, we have the art of Amanda Rocks up right now, and it is amazing. It's these bunny men and squirrels and like dead unicorns and lighting. I mean, it's great. There's like an actual gaslighting picture where the bunny is throwing gas on a karaoke van that has a, a the head of a unicorn on a microphone. It's and then it's just great. It's so good. One of them says hope, and there's a dead bunny uh, in the ground. It's feelings. There's a. It's anyways. It's really great. Come by and look at it. Here, more racist things. The Justice Department sued his country, his company, twice for not renting to black people. When Trump was serving as president of his family's real estate company, the Trump Management Corporation, in 1973, the Justice Department sued the company for alleged racial discrimination against black people looking to rent apartments in Brooklyn's Queens and Staten Island. The lawsuit charged that the company quoted different rental terms and conditions to black rental candidates than it did to white rental candidates, and that the the company lied. I keep using the words country and company and switching them, and it's sort of funny because he sort of is the CEO of the country right now, and it's 
as a company, as a country, he's making it racist and it's fucked up. Uh, and the company lied to black applicants about apartments not being available. Trump called those accusations absolutely ridiculous and sued the Justice Department for $100 million in damages and defamation. Hey! Oh, you look great even though you, you have a sad face on your face. I was just going through an old article about um, 13 examples of Donald Trump being racist and uh, just brought it back to 1973 when the Justice Department sued him, his company for the housing. Yeah. Um, yeah, without admitting, without, he said it was absolutely ridiculous. Without admitting wrongdoing, the Trump Management Corporation settled the original lawsuit two years later and promised not to discriminate against black people, Puerto Ricans, or other minorities. Trump also agreed to send weekly vacancy lists for his 1,500 apartments to the New York Urban League, a civil rights group, and allowed the NYUL to present qualified applicants for vacancies in certain Trump properties. Just three years after that, the Justice Department sued the Trump Management Corporation again for allegedly discriminating against black applicants by telling them apartments weren't available. Yeah, so he has not liked colored people since. Yeah, he's, um, I think he might be one of the people that still uses the term colored people. <laughs> that might be the thing that might be happening. You yeah. know, what's funny is um, I just got out of my lift and the guy was asking me, so where are you off to? I'm t- talking to him about the podcast. Yeah. And I tell him what we talk about. And he's like, oh, you know, I don't pay attention to politics. I'm like, brother, you should. He's like, yeah, you know, there's been some people that came into my lift that said 45 is like the greatest president. What? And I'm like, I, I, and I missed my moment to say, well, those people are racist. But I was so frustrated about something else personally going on uh. in my life. Um, that was just it was like I'm like wait a minute did he say that he has people that say oh lordy people with money have a tendency to be more racist I think just white people well and I I, I, again I think it has to do with I think it has to do with class and I think that there are a lot of a lot of poor white people there too that that, still are racist but the thing is here's the, the stupid thing about and I'm talking to the poor white folks out there now you're voting your hatred so much that you'd rather be in the poor house. Right. You like you're voting against your own interests. Right. Like your hate is so like you but really why think why hate? What why do people get so angry? Why would you hate that much to be broke? <laughs> right. I mean it's it doesn't make sense to it me. I'm like sense. you would rather suffer because you have this much hate in your heart for but we're all Americans it's like how do we how do we find a common ground like I get it I get it people I, I think a lot of the Bible belt and a lot they have some serious hate in their heart for yeah. my, me abortion for the for me the lady who's like a feminist and they're like oh feminism that's gross like what's yeah. wrong with you and they think abortion is dirty and wrong and I'm like no it's not but so it when can we all agree like well we're all americans or we all we all believe in this constitution thing or we're all human or we're all like I, I just I, feel like I, when's I, it gonna stop i don't i don't know and that's the sad thing and the thing is you have so many you know 
platforms now that will give you that that have like you know that don't tell you the news. Hate. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. Like you, it, it, no, you're absolutely right. You have people out there still that you know the internet is a very fun, fascinating thing where people will find things on YouTube and other websites and the incels. They're gross. Yeah, they're gross. Like I didn't know what an incel was I until like until a couple years ago. Yeah, and, I didn't know that they existed. I didn't. And know it's they something were that started. I think. Dudes. Yeah, but you remember we read up about that. Yes. Yeah, how it originally started, and it was completely the opposite of what an incel is in today's terminology. Sure. And now it's um and now it's trolls and haters. Yeah, that hate women and hate bigots, and right. it, it's it's yeah, but it's it's a thing that's been popularized by like certain platforms online yeah and this is where people get their news too not knowing that it is fake news but also well, that's the thing what's real and what's not and so many people are living in simulations and simulacrums when you have people that are sort of you can live a life in call of duty you can live a life in second life you can live a life in some of these online in Fortnite. you can live a life in the sims you can they're all of these digital platforms that are creating alternate realities that people are investing in time-wise and material-wise and just humanity-wise but that's not real or is it real is it real are those people are interacting people are communicating there are things there are simulations that you're looking at on a digital screen or in your vr it is it real is it not i mean it's not philosophically. Real. I mean, it's not real. It's just like the fact of the matter of like, you know, going old school, like what our parents would tell us, don't believe everything you see on t- TV. Right. It's the same thing. Internet is just, it's TV. Well, it's a screen. It's but, a screen. But what if our eyes are screens? What if, it, I mean, can, our eyes are screens. could we truly be in, like, how do we know that this reality that we're in right now is real? Because right now you and I are real in this room, but people could be listening to this later and they're listening to us and it's real but it's not real because it's a copy of the real but it's still like they're there and this moment was real but when they're listening to it they're in another moment and that's real too I see I, I think that's the problem we're we're, we're over analyzing everything see, the, but- and I think and I think the fact that matters what you know like for example you know 45 will say something and you'll you'll hear them say it, and it'll be recorded, it'll and be it'll up. be tweeted. It'll twit. It'll Twitter out. Yeah. And is that real? It's what he said. It's does what it he have said. any weight to it? Does it but have policy? But How then, does it shape things? But then he'll go back and say, "Oh, I didn't say that." But it's like, actually, you did. We well, have we proof have a of document it. of it. Yeah. So that makes but, it a lie, right? Yeah. Exactly. That's what. I'm, it, that's exactly what I'm trying to say with how we're overanalyzing things. Like, if you see, if if you see it coming out of their mouth. You know, as long as it's not doctored, of course. Right. That's mean, another thing. That's what about the lizard on. people? What about the Anunnaki? But I mean, yeah. it's it's. I, I I don't like to overanalyze what's real. What it like? See, but it goes back to, to philosophically. It goes back to Plato. Well, first it goes back to Socrates because everything is thought, and it doesn't have any that 
that you shouldn't write things down and thought is what makes things real. Now, then when you extrapolate that and you put that into Plato, and Plato said, he talked about the platonic chair, that here's it, when, when I say the word chair, and you think of a chair in your head, that chair is real. Now, is it the chair you're sitting in? Not necessarily. Is that chair real? Yes. But is it? But the thought of the chair in your head is real. That's a real thought of a real chair. Now, is that chair built? It could be built somewhere. Could you build that chair? Absolutely. So ideas are real. That's what I'm sort of getting at is that. Oh, and then yeah. when it, there's a collection and specifically with 45 and the racism and what's happening is that every time he does tweet something, whether he negates it later or the, the purpose of it or the spreading of the idea of hate or racism or that poor people are ugly and sad and bad or that women are stupid or that um, only skinny and pretty women should be around him because uh, whatever. I mean, like all of all of that gestalt that he embodies and fl- that's us right now as, yeah. a, as a nation. He's our representative. And so... He's he's representing us really shittily right now. Oh, it's and are we gonna are we gonna let this stand? Is he gonna be on for another four years? I don't. I hope not. I mean, the way that things are looking right now, I've been actually not. I've been backing away from reading a lot of things like Good. Huffington Post right now because I'm like it's so stressful and it just makes me angry. I still I don't look at it every day. That's not the first thing I look at anymore. Good because I know I'm like I already. Have an idea what's going on. I already know my day's going to be shitty. Yeah. (laughs) No, I do the same thing. But I mean, as long as I check in like at least three times a week, right? Rather than every day. Yeah, but don't do it. Especially here's the thing. Uh, Jonathan every morning wakes up, and when he um, does his business, when he drops his kids off at the pool real early, (laughs) he looks at his phone and he looks at the what's happening in the world. Paper on the toilet. It's like reading the paper on the toilet, Um, and he swipes (laughs) and wipes, and (laughs) and learns. And I think that sometimes. It puts a really negative spin on his day. Yeah, yeah, it does. And so, and he's so he's like, oh, this sucks. But and and the same thing has happened to me when I if I wake up if I immediately check my email the first thing, I'm usually in a terrible mood because something stresses me out. I'm like, fuck, I can't deal with it. I'm at home. Yeah. And it's a thing and it's terrible. And it's the same thing with the news when it when I let it into my life. And I start to think about it, and I'm like, fuck, there's nothing I can do about this. There's nothing right. I can do. But then it sort of colors the rest of your day with, I don't know, like green sunglasses, where everything <laughs> just looks kind of gross. And yeah. It's like people are gross a little bit, and you're just like, ugh. And then when it's hot, and people are gross, and you're looking at the news, and you're like, fuck my life. Fuck my life. And climate change and is real. climate change is fucking real. You can't tell me that climate change isn't fucking real. And we're not just talking about just because it's been 100 degrees for the past couple of days. This it is it hasn't actually been 100. In the sun. If you stood in the sun with no with no shade. Okay, it was 94 yesterday. Okay. Sorry. In, the bra- <laughs> in broad sunlight. But if you're in the shade or you're inside, it's not so... My cat is very... He's very... Oh, my animals are like miserable. out. He's just like... He's like, what is this place? What did you bring me into? What world am I living in? I had a, a, a friend, a co-worker that, um, of mine. She's talking to a gentleman or dating... And I guess I don't talk politics, which is something Smart. I always no. I always have to know. I'm a black woman, so I have to know where where you stand. But all language is political, so even yeah. if you don't talk politics, all language is political. But so you know where people stand. Yeah, but um, she was mentioning something about climate change or what have you, because you know it's she, she's 
smart people believe in it because it's fact see this is the part that this goes into the believing and you know what right. you're talking about now it's scientifically been proven that this is something that is happening on the planet okay yeah. so basically she he he said to her like you really believe in climate change <gasps> Now, now, tell me this. Red if, flags, big bells. Thank you. See, this is what ding, I'm ding, saying. Ding, 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 it's a very important conversation. Uh, 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 like, if you just were first meeting Jonathan, and he and he said that, and he wasn't joking. I think he, if it was a joke, I'd be like, fucking hilarious. Stick your dick joking. in my mouth and let's get out of here. Yeah. No, like it's. Um, he wasn't joking. He wasn't saying it like being, no. Like, climate change isn't real. Like ironically or yeah. like sarcastically, with with all due intent. He was like, "You really believe in that? Wow! I'd get up. I'd I'd get up. I have to. I would have to. I'm like, we can't do this. Yeah. I'd pee in a glass and be like, here's what you're gonna drink in your future, man. There's gonna be no water <laughs> That's left. That's actually kind of. You want to drink my facts. urine now or later? Because either way, <laughs> we're gonna get to it. You don't believe in climate change, but you just want to drink apple juice. Like, you know where the apple juice comes from? From the apples. You know how apples get all fat and juicy? Water. <laughs> like, I mean, you can't feed Gatorade to plants. We learned this. But it's got electrolytes. It's got electrolytes. Yeah. Mediocrity so. or what was it called? Idiocracy. Idiocracy. Yeah, which is which is a really scary and thing I now. I love that so much that he was like the most mediocre man in the whole universe. Yeah. And that he in the future was like the smartest genius. What was it? I, I am sure that was his name. I oh, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. I am sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> right. he was I so love dumb. Because he was so dumb when he got his tag. What's your name? I'm, I'm sure. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. But I mean, that's the reality that we're living in too. Oh, we've made everyone you know, so dumb. It's I mean that movie came out well, I think two thousand one or two thousand five, yeah, somewhere around somewhere there. Early, yeah. yeah. And Owen Wilson Luke Wilson, the other one. Yeah, Wilson. Luke Wilson, the Luke Wilson. the one with the pretty nose. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Maya Rudolph. Because that's a Mike Judge movie. Maya Rudolph, yes. She was very she was one dimensional. She was just the whore, but she was a smart whore. I liked her. I liked her character. I liked yeah. her. But I mean, it, it's it, the scary thing is like that's how people really are. Like people are really not. I'm not talking yeah. about the main characters. No, no. I'm no, talking no, about no, their how, surroundings. How dumb we are. We're yeah. Just people. Well, it's. I feel the same way about another early 2000s movie, Wall-E, and I felt like that. Is that the robot? That's the robot. And all about the that people one. in that are these fat people that are in little chairs, and they, and uh, they they just float around through places and they're all just like super fat. Nobody walks, no one works out. Mm. And these, there's these little robots that are dealing with all their trash. It's really, uh, it's a really, really good. Movie. I heard, I f- completely forgot about that movie. I remember someone yeah, saying, watch it. Yeah, like, all children should have to watch it. I, I, I remember like a lot of adults at the time saying that the movie was kind of scary and it wasn't too scary as in like, it seemed very realistic. Of how society can be. Ooh, I might now I have to watch it. That of what like, the future holds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Steve. When we it's it's when we just start sending we fuck the earth up so much that we just send people up to these space stations and they float around and they just eat and and then the the little robots deal with all our trash. I don't know what they did with the trash. I don't remember. But you know what's funny is that's what's coming. We already have the fact of like let's say we've got the, the Great Pacific Patch, all the plastic. Yeah, and we already have robots cooking our food. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, well, that's the thing is that do 
technology is what sort of fucked humanity up in that and we can go even farther back like to farming to making bread to even adding heat to things like or the cotton gin yeah well i mean but just i mean all technology so when our first i would say that probably our our first technology was probably like sharp things to kill things a wheel or rock the wheel is a is a first thing the fire is a first thing once we start getting into like farming like wow we're taking specific grains and we're putting them in places and we're growing them and we're saving seeds that technology is crazy that changes things but then the technology that's built off the actual technology of farming now with like these huge machines that do all the rows and then plant all the things and then water it and then do I'm glad you mentioned this I'm so glad you mentioned the the, the farming aspect because this relates to food now I'm. I want to look up. I'm going to look up something for you. Um, I wish I could show you people out there, but you can look it up too. I saw this really disturbing thing about fake foods. Oh, and like it, corn syrup foods, like beyond corn syrup like, foods, like how, like if you go to an Applebee's, if you order a steak, oh. and how it's. It, it, it like how they use like some kind of glue or what have oh, you. Oh, meat glue. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about that until like sure. last week. Wow. And it freaked the f out of me. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the same technology that like the rad Chinese people in Chinatown use to make their fake um, when they make their fake meat. It's basically uh, gluten, and they layer it on top of each other in such a way and with such a flavor that it mimics the layers of meat and how meat is like striated. If you think of the muscle of a meat and what yeah. kind of mu- what, oh. or chicken like you think about how chicken flakes you know when you cook it and it does that sort of stringy thing so that but they replicate that with gluten and that's how you get um seitan and um all that fake beef and all that it's it's layered glue but so meat glue is yeah they'll take different parts of beef and sort of like put them together and I mean it's the same thing with like ground beef it can be any part of any kind and what they're doing with like with meat and with poor cows cows are living creatures you know yeah and then Oh, that movie Okja. I mean, if you want to oh, cry about it. Oh, yeah, I saw fucking, that. Oh, my I God. I saw that on Netflix, that yeah. That sweet pig animal that's like the mother and the... Jesus Christ, that movie was crazy. And But we've, we've divorced ourselves from our food so much now that... We used to be, 200 years ago, we were self-sustaining farmers. That's what America prided itself on. We're like, the pride of America is that we are going out and murdering Indians and taking that land and growing crops on it because we're farmers. We're manifest destiny farmers. And we're going to kill off all the buffalo. We're going to, we deserve it. They're just animals around. We just, we need to clear this space anyways. There's too many motherfucking buffalo. Like, why would we need all those buffalo? You know, let's just shoot those motherfuckers because guns are fun. We're Americans. We're homesteaders. Yeah, um, so that that radical self—I mean, self-sufficiency—and that's idiot, idiot people. Why would you kill an animal and then not use the whole animal for the love of God? And why do we have to right. murder all the in, all the indigenous peoples as well, calling them a completely different name that had nothing to do with them? Why? Why do we have to do that? that that's, a, that's a separate issue. But what I'm talking about is the technology and how we've employed it, and how the more in t- technology we employ, the less. The farther we get away from being human, which used to be feeding ourselves and like staying clothed, but or staying warm, and now it's like 
all of this technology, yeah. does it truly help us or should we, I mean, we I could mean, just take the cow pee and put it on the pot plants and we don't even need any weird pesticides. I think there's, there's pros and cons to technology, but the thing is with like, for example, going back to the foods, like that's a little bit too outrageous for my taste, literally, because they also, um, what else were they doing? They were, um, I think they were doing like certain like cookies and stuff. Um, Made of what? Yeah, it of, of, I mean, it's almost like Star Trekian. Yeah. Like when you go to the food replicator and you're like, I would like a chocolate chip cookie. And it goes, and you're like, oh, this is great. Well, how to do that? I don't know. It's whatever. It's fake food. It's real food. It's food. Ha <laughs> ha. They talked about uh, Velveeta cheese, which oh. I know that I've always known that's not real cheese. And then the other one that um, I think the majority of people know now is the Kraft Parmesan, where it's made with pieces of wood. The what? wood chip. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pencil shavings in a bag? It's kind Yeah. <laughs> I, that blows my mind. I mean, I only use I mean, Parmigiano Reggiano, but no, and sometimes a nice uh, Asagio. But I like to grate my own. I do my own, but yeah. be, and that's a reason why I do my own because I found that out about like the 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 Parmesan in the can. Sure, our bake bakos, yeah. bake bacon bits. What bacon are those b- made out of? Oh, I know. I like to eat those still. Sure, because I, mean, I know that's not real fun, bacon. But what is it? If that's true. I don't think they t- mention that liquid smoke and wood chips Ugh, I don't know. I have no idea what it could be. actually that probably might be right that's scary <laughs> well all of the fake flavors i mean they all exist you could you know when you eat a strawberry fucking starburst there's no strawberry, there's no strawberry in the starburst in it's like the i mean all of the fake flavors and then there's wh- pig in it well what we decide to put whatever like gooey substance is like oh it's made of sugar and oil fantastic put some vanilla flavor in what's it. the uh the pig extract that they use in it um uh, extract it's a uh, extract yeah it's because uh if you are vegetarian or jewish you cannot eat starburst nor skittles because it has some p- kind of element of the pig in it. I'm trying oh, to remember. Wow, I wonder if it's pig fat or if it's I gotta look some it kind up. of tallow right. or something. What? My phone's uh, not working, so uh, I can't just look. Just open up a new, go to file, and go up to new. Oh yeah, um, new, new tab. Fi- new there tab. You go. Duh, thank you, Pam. Yeah, no, hey, it's fine. These computers, I'm telling you. Here's a here's a quote back to Trump being racist. We're jumping around today. The Hispanics are going to get those jobs. And they're going to love Trump. (laughs) He said that in 2015. The Hispanics are going to get those jobs and they're going to love Trump. Oh, I see. He's saying this. I'm just trying to take it out of context. I'll take jobs back from China. I'll take jobs back from Japan. Trump said in his visit to the U.S.-Mexican border. The Hispanics are going to get those jobs. And they're going to love Trump. How did I mean, he's... I love the Muslims. I think they're great people. I'm just saying funny. I have a relationship with the blacks. Oh, that's such a great quote. I have a relationship oh with God. the blacks. I have a relationship with, with the blacks. Gelatin. Sorry. It was gelatin. gelatin. Yeah. Was. Yeah. Sorry. But go back to the blacks. I can't believe it. I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. He says it twice. He The blacks. He depersonifies. He basically. The right. He takes. He dehumanizes everyone by putting them into a specific group by putting a, an article in front of it the the blacks. i love the muslims i think they're great people 
I have a great relationship with the blacks. The blacks. I've always had a great relationship with the blacks. That's like... Oh, is he gonna start I, gonna the say, I love the gays. I have a great relationship with the gays. The All the gays. All the queers. I love the I queers. Love, I mean, I love them too. But is he going to say... I mean, just when he... By putting the article in front, he margin, marginalizes the people. Without even knowing it. This is so ridiculous. This is what he tweeted. There's a picture of him with a taco bowl. Happy Cinco de Mayo. The best taco bowls are made in Trump Tower Grill. I love Hispanics. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that picture. Oh, oh God. my he God. Looks, it's, yeah, I know exactly which one you're looking at. I just come on, people. I can't. I it's just, just it's can't. it's really. But the thing is, here's the thing: it's not the majority of Americans that like him. He has an approval rating that's like in what, like 38 percent, 37 percent. Like the highest he's ever got, I think, is like 43 percent. That's bad. He's never half of the country has never been on this dude's side, which is a good thing. I mean, it would be even scarier. I mean, it would be scary if it was 50% if he had It was 50. Yeah, but the fact of the yeah, matter is like the majority of Americans do not like him. He just has a small It doesn't matter because of the uh, because of the fucking electoral college. I I know. That's uh, that, that's they, another they, thing they I was could with. win again even though people don't. And Mitch McConnell Hey, he, you know, this is the thing that's making me crazy, though, is that we're forgetting all of this is an old, old article and we're forgetting the history of blatant racism and misogyny. This isn't even going into the misogynistic stuff, into the you miss USA pageants, into him looking into women's mouths, looking at their teeth, treating them like horses. He called one of the uh, uh, girls like fat or something. By uh, talking all the time to reporters, he said things about their their bodies. It has nothing to do women's... When you reduce a woman to the way that she looks as opposed to what's inside her mind, when you objectify a woman in that way as the president it is not cool uh this is this is great he called supporters who beat up a homeless latino man passionate uh, he, he, he incites hate crimes yeah two brothers arrested in boston for beating up a homeless latino man cited trump's anti-immigration message in explaining why they did it quote let's see if i could do a boston accent donald trump was right all these illegals need to be deported one of the men reportedly told officers Trump did not even bother to distance himself from them. Instead, he suggested that the men were well-intentioned and simply had gotten carried away. I will say people who are following me are very passionate, Trump said. They love this country, and they want this country to be great again. They are passionate. Hey, but you know what? Wow. There were there are, there are bad people on both sides. Oh my God, that Charlotte, North, North, North Carolina, yeah, yeah. I Charlotte, oh, it was Virginia. Her, I thought yeah, it was, it was Charlottesville, North Carolina. No, no, it was uh, Charlottesville, Virginia. No, it was Virginia. Like I already yeah. forget. I'm terrible, but I remember <laughs> the person drove the damn car through, and they were. It's all very sad. I mean, it, it's it, it's it's so fucking stupid. It really is. That's why I don't like to look at the news every day anymore because I'm just tired of stupid ass people. It's just like, why don't you fucking read your fucking history? Yeah. You know, if you want to send someone back, take your ass back. All right. I, I my the thing is, this is a new world still. This place is still very very new. The, I mean, our government, the Rev, the American Revolution was only. 240 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
let's see, Columbus, or that one fat white Italian dude, Columbus, so-called, supposedly came over here not that long ago, or 14, what, 1492? That's yeah, not that long ago. The first settlers, uh, by the way, the first Africans were dropped here in 1619. This is the 400th anniversary, August wow. of 1619, um, in, uh, in Jonestown. Wow. Yeah. It was a Jonestown. Yeah. Wow, I think, yeah. Yeah. So that's 400 years. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, and not then that the, long ago. Yeah. Not that long ago. The first settlers here were about 400 years ago as well. Yeah. So cry me a fuck. And then if we want to even talk about the 20th century, where the most majority of people of their first generation white people, that's who I'm talking about right now, who might or who uh, immigrate over here from Europe to find a better place. And now they want to be these like you know supporters of this guy yeah. it's just like read a fucking book about yourselves it would be like if read your history everybody move if everyone from san francisco moved to portland and then we i'm trying to think of a good analogy but i can't I, 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 get, I got one for you yeah if if california was once mexico right <laughs> like oh, go back go was. yeah Go go back go back to Mexico. I am here, motherfucker. Yeah. And why they don't hate us so much is beyond me. I don't know. I don't get it. We shit on we shit on Mexico so much, and they are awesome. Like the country is awesome. People are awesome. It's so fucking beautiful. Like, man, I love Mexico. Oh, we've shitted on the Latin countries, period. That's a whole other topic. And then I just, I mean, it all comes down to capitalism. I feel like, and not caring about other people or subjugating people and saying, well, they look differently enough from me that I don't feel like a bad person when I treat them like they're not a person. Yeah, I think, I think we go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, just it's, we do it right now. People who are serving other people, you put them in a uniform because then people feel less inclined to shit on them because they don't see them as people they see them as servants or they see them in a different well i mean just like how we treat each other across the board like okay i'll throw a sports analogy in there the other night i'm sure you probably watched the game because you're warriors oh my god okay crazy poor hiplo so and i'm surprised the canadians act this way this is how inhumane we've gotten um the golden the the guy who we found out is the co-owner of the warriors when he pushed one of the players because he was like on the four seats this happened last week oh you don't know about this this? no oh yeah i want to look this oh yeah and how they treat those players inhumane but you know but but they are black so uh they're just here to entertain us yeah he basically He's on the floor. The I forgot the guy's name and I forgot the player. But they have floor seats, okay? Shit's going to happen. Warrior fan who pushed Kyle Lowry should face a lifetime ban. There we go. Kyle okay. Lowry. Yeah. He's he's a great player right yeah. now on the team. He's a little guy too. There's they've got two guys that are little, Van Fleet and Lowry, and um, the other guys are big. Like Kawhi Leonard is big, and they've got Gasol, who's fucking White Walker from the north. But they've got these little guys. They've got these little guys. They've got they've got Lowry, who's been fucking on, and it's just like oh well, man, he's stuck. Is, this is how we treat people. So yeah. basically, does it have the story on there? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, instead, now they're pushing him. As if he insulted their mother. Oh, I see. Wow. Um, 
Not sure what the fan was thinking here, but clearly he's in the wrong. When you sit courtside, you understand there's an inherent risk of players running into you, but it doesn't give you the right to push. <laughs> the, uh, that doesn't give you... Oh, got it. Um, it's this, it, this, whatever's happening is not working. Um, it doesn't give you the right to push him in an aggressive manner, which this fan did. Meanwhile, the women who actually got bum rushed took it like a champ and got back, got back up. No shoving necessary. Gotta say Lowry is right. Like the Utah Jazz fan who got into a verbal altercation with Russell Westbrook. This fan needs to be made an example of. Kick him out of the NBA for life. Let the rest of the fans know this sort of behavior is completely intolerable. Win or lose, you got to be better than this fan. Meanwhile, the Raptors were up but two to two to one. Now it's three to one. Huh. Uh, three to two now, though. In the NBA Finals, and Lowry's a huge reason why after scoring 23 points in the game, Kawhi Leonard will get the most credit, deservedly so. But Lowry is the Raptor X factor that keeps playing like this. Yeah, he's been great in this game, and I. So I want to look at this footage. Yeah, it's... With the pushing. Because that's like, what? Um, and then uh, a couple nights ago... It's oh, it's really, it's very... Okay, so up goes in. And then the girl, the woman gets up. She's fine. And then who pushes him? I didn't even see who pushed... I didn't even see it. I don't know what happened. I looked at it and I couldn't see it. Here, I'll find a better one for you. Um... And then the other night, um, when they were playing Toronto, um, Kevin Durant got hurt. Oh, uh, yeah. And then, and you know what those Raptors fans did? They were just cheering. Oh, well. You don't, you don't. Cheer when someone gets, yeah. That's I I'm mean, saying, I say what, I rejoice in your failure sometimes, but, but it's not to their faces. It's, it's No, my thing is this. It's inhumane to see, you know, I get it. It's a sport, but this is what I'm talking about, how inhumane people have gotten. Yeah. And how disconnected. Um... The fact of the matter that you're going to cheer, the whole stadium cheered for someone getting hurt. Right. Rather than like, you know, say nothing or do nothing. Like cheering and clapping for someone's pain. That's really, and that's where we are right now with dude 45, you know. Right. He's like the cheerleader of like, hey, you know what? Let's lock some kids up and kidnap them. Oh, and split them away. And then people are cheering for those kids' pain. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. That's very inhumane. Or like when that protester, when he was was, um, on his campaign trail four years ago, you know, he he was wanting he had the the guy there's this oh a hillbilly that beat up the uh, or punched that sucker punched that brother in the face and said that I'll pay for his bills if or his, oh uh, right yeah. when he incited a riot exactly yeah yeah he incited a riot yeah and that's in that's in the 13 examples of something he did he incited a riot he condoned the beating of a Black Lives Matter protester yes. At a, at a November campaign rally in Alabama back in the day, Trump supporters physically attacked an African-American protester after the man began chanting, Black Lives Matter. Video of the incident shows the assailants kicking the man after he'd already fallen to the ground. Uh, the following day, Trump implied that the attackers were justified. Maybe the protester should have been roughed up, he mused. It was absolutely disgusting what he was doing. Oh, this isn't the same one where he says something like he he incites them and says literally says like oh, I'll pay for his I'll pay yeah for that's his the same that was, that's yeah that's the guy I was thinking he's of he's the worst oh I looked up that thing so Toronto fans blasted for cheering after Kevin Durant's brutal game five injury. 
Kevin Durant went down in Monday's Game 5 clutching his right leg, something few basketball fans wanted to see. Some of those fans, though, were apparently in attendance at Scotia Bank Arena in Toronto and cheered at Durant's misfortune. That display brought a quick rebuke online, both online and from some Raptors players who just who encouraged their home crowd to cheer for the injured player rather than for his painful circumstance. Fans complied, giving the Golden State Warrior star a hand and chanting KD, KD as he left the court. Like, it's like getting really vicious and ugly. Yeah. You know, and it, it's... and. It's always been there in sports, but what I'm just saying, and you mentioned the fact of the Utah Glattering. Jazz. Yeah, yeah. That guy is a Trump supporter Ooh. that was harassing uh, one of the players, and he was calling it, like monkey and stuff, and he had done that uh, quite often. So this, I mean, it, it, it's it's. This is they they actually say this here. This is about an individual, a human being, and not oh shoot, he's hurt. We won the championship. Curry added. Um, that's so nice. This is Curry quotes. Um, that was probably the initial thought, and you hate to see when a guy's going through pain like that. So again, that's not my experience with this city. I just hope that ugliness doesn't show itself again as we go forward in this series. I yeah. love Curry so much. Classy. He is so classy and so well-spoken and just a badass all around. I, I mean... I really have always loved him. He's just a really good guy. He, he was humble. raised correct. He's so good. He's so talented. I gotta and give he your parents. doesn't shove it in people's faces. Yeah. I gotta give his parents props. Good job. Good job. Good game. Good game. They did great. Yeah. And, and that, what a buddy. I mean, that and the whole season, the whole basketball season has been pretty ugly. I haven't been paying attention to it, but what I've been paying attention to is the controversies that have been going on, such as, for example, what happened the other night with, you know, fans cheering yeah. about someone's pain. Like, he could actually be out. It could be his Achilles heel. So yeah. that means he could he's never done. play again. Exactly. Yeah. And then the shoving. I found the shove, uh, by the way. I found the shove, you guys. Mm. Um, uh, uh, last week. And then we mentioned the Utah Jazz fan that was hurling racial slurs and what have you, and Homeboy had to get into his face, uh, and he got banned for life. Like it's th- these are the stories that have been coming out of right. this season, just this season, just this season. Yeah, and that's crazy because well, and it it's just indicative of what's happening right now in our lar- in our larger social everything. I feel like also. People are being dicks to each other on the bus, and people. Oh God! Are, I think yeah. that manners in general have just sort of flown out flown the window. Out the window. And um, yeah. So I want to see. I want to see this. I want to see oh, this. Oh yeah. Thing. So a few radio people out there, I'm sure you've seen the shove. Hopefully you have. It's very disheartening. Uh, let's see. MSN is where you can find this beautiful shove. Uh, let's. And by the way, if you have floor seats, yeah, shit happens. Okay. And fuck you if you have floor seats, you rich motherfucker. That then you don't take advantage of fucking around and doing shitty things. Well, you're so rich you can do whatever the fuck that's you want exactly because you have floor seats. Yeah, you're here fuck for my entertainment, me. dance yeah, monkey. Yeah, exactly. That's what it says to me. What okay. a jerk. Oh, and then there's and then co- they show us commercials. commercials. It's fine. They have to make money off it. I, I guess it's MSN. Yeah, they don't. Have They've been around for a while. Hey, they speaking should. of money, donate to Mutiny Radio. Go to our website www.mutinyradio.fm and hit that donate button. Help us out. 
So give me now. give me some money so I can uh, pay some tech people to help me out because do it now or I'll, this or is a long you. commercial. I They're know, really making this? you watch the full thirty seconds of Jesus Christ some mahjong game or something. Raptors point guard Kyle right. got shoved in game three of the NBA Finals Wednesday night, but not by a defender. I guess I should Thursday morning that okay. the man who shoved Lowry was one of the Warriors minority owners, Mark Stevens. Rich. It happened so in the fourth quarter of the game when Lowry took a dive into the stands to save the ball from going out of bounds. He landed on a row of people sitting courtside, which happens all the time. See? Oh my god, he reached out. He reached all the way out. Maybe, okay, maybe... He was trying to keep himself safe, but no, he also stuck no, his le- no, hand out. No, you see how far that, was, that was, No, yeah, he was. He was like he was in, reaching. Literally, he was reaching, and the in front of a lady too. He has no manners. You know what? Even worse than him laying hands on a player is that he reached in front of a lady like she wasn't even there. Like he's he just was. Owner. She's not a real person either. He's a part owner. I, I mean, yeah. that's the worst thing is that when um, you know wealthy. Wealthy people just feel like they can get away with whatever they want. So, yeah, oh. I like the, the, the. Oh no, I closed the YouTube. It's all good. It's all good. No, that's not good. Uh, it just means we don't have any background music for a minute. It's fine. Oh no, I'll do we get it back up? Damn it. Um, but yeah, so you're listening, you're listening to the Altcast here on Mutiny Radio. FM, and the stream is back up, which is exciting. It was a, it was a really this weekend. Nobody bothered to let me know that the stream was down. It was down from three o'clock on Saturday until I didn't find out until twelve forty-five a.m. on Monday morning. <laughs> so all of these shows on Friday, on Saturday and Sunday, I hope they all recorded their Amadeus, but there was no there was no stream. So then on Monday I was trying to fix the stream and all this other stuff, and then so now everything's fixed, but I have to manually upload all of those other all of those other things. But the, it could have all been solved much earlier if communication if, yeah if people would have told me on saturday it would have been fixed by monday but because i got found out about it on monday it got fixed on wednesday so anyways whatever Shh, that's so <laughs> whatever it's fine. dead air no it's it wasn't well, yeah it was dead air it was basically we had dead air all weekend on the internet so that was a that was a bummer i hope you enjoyed it <laughs> yeah it was there was nothing happening i mean it was like that was just trying to figure out how to take a day off, I guess. I mean, and that's the thing is like, does any of this have meaning? Like, what are we doing? It, I, I mean, does it matter? Does it matter who the president is? Is it again? Is it all a simulation? Are we all just participants well, in this big thing called America? And we're like, well, this is the way it is. It's racist and fucked up. We hate women and we don't like black people and Muslims are weird. And we're like, we want, we have strange feelings about Israel. Don't really understand them. Don't know what to say about it. We don't it. like those Palestinians because we, we know, got too much money in Israel. We know that the oil, we, we know that if we could stop emissions from cars 100% today, we still would have global warming issues that are going to impact us. We're all going to die in 30 years. And the, the concept that we're still fighting over oil and we haven't moved away from an oil-based economy, we're still doing it. We still have gas. We still have cars. Our economy is still based. Part of the world's economy is based on that because we sold all the cars to China. So now all of our old cars are over there. I mean, there's so many cars and so many carbon emissions.
emissions and it's exponentially growing and yet we're not stopping and we're completely ignoring this our government's even saying it's not real and it's like so what is real so so it's I mean, here's the thing. If it stays, if our weather patterns stay like this and it stays hot, we're going to create uninhabitable sections of the world where there was habitation, where people were living, but it's going to be uninhabitable oh, because yeah. of the heat that's, and the water lack of water. That's what's what. That's exactly what's happening, especially in California right now. Um, so... It's going to progressively get hotter and hotter to the point where no one's going to want to live in Southern California anymore. Then it's, well, we going, to need come, more, it's, going, it's going to come up here. No one's going to want to live in Northern We need more water. We, because the sun is so hot, the water's going to evaporate, and not as many of your plants are going to get to keep all the water that you're putting on them. And with a so salad bowl, need, too, yeah, of you, the country. So we need more water because it's going to be hotter. And we don't have water. And then we're having inhabitable places because you can't farm when it's that hot, you know, like that affects the industry. We're going to change. I mean, the deserts are going to grow. We're going to have any desert that exists now is going to grow. Look at the Sahara Desert. How much of Africa is going to be inhabitable? And so many people live there. Where are they going to migrate to? We think that we have an immigration problem now. We're going to have a global migration issue because people aren't going to be able to well, live in fucking Australia because the waters are going to rise. Same thing with California. When the, when the oceans rise, and we don't have Florida enough fresh water sinking. and Florida's sinking and Italy's sinking and all, if all of the ocean levels rise so much of our land masses change and I, I mean, and we're still turning a totally blind eye. You know, New Orleans is sinking. It's, I and, mean, and yeah. if we stopped like what would I mean, the only thing I can think of which is just crazy would be that it's all public transportation. No one gets, no one gets a car anywhere. But then that would the, the thing is that we've been we've been a car based economy for so long over so many electric. years. But even with where do we do with all the old cars? What do we turn them into houses for poor people? Do we stick two cars together and make, make it into, into a house? IPhones. Make them into iPhones. That's so funny. But uh, <laughs> so like, but that's how how do we how do we change from a car based economy? Even now where we're like, oh, taxis, but now Lyfts and Ubers and so many other people. I wouldn't be able to survive without Uber and Lyft. It's my job. Like, if we removed cars from America, we need a hundred percent. We could way. maybe start making a dent in the carbon emissions and the global warming issues that are going to exponentially grow. But we're never going to do that. I, I, I listen. We need cars. I'm more on the fact of like, why don't we? Why? How? Why has it taken it so long for us to switch over to electric? Right. Where it where we don't have to completely use gas and pollute. and hydro we can do hydro yeah exactly like but that's because the the gas companies like Texaco they have a, and they're part of the global warming they they know what they're doing this is why the Republicans get paid by those oil companies to say right. that climate change is not real because they know companies like Texaco who pollute the ocean by the way they right. do a great fucking yeah. fantastic yeah. job right and the Exxon, Exxon Valdez yeah. remember that uh, yeah exactly in 1989 yeah. oh and there's still um, an Exxon in Alaska right now is still polluting the the ocean right there they, they don't talk about that one though they don't want to talk about that um but the fact of the matter is they it's it's all 
Well, let, let's see. It's We're looking all up about is, money. Is global warming real? And it depends on who's on what side. I think global warming is obviously We shouldn't real. have to. We shouldn't have to. Yeah. Is global That's warming real? Get the facts. National Geographic. And is here's global the warming thing. conserve energy future? It's the fact of the matter. It's like the Republicans have been bought by these oil companies to tell the public that it is not real. And again, can I remind you, one of the worst presidents, he's not number one anymore, but Richard Nixon is the one that started the uh, environmental, the EPA in 1971. It's Environmental Protection Agency. Yes. He, and who is a Republican? And a but he started that back in the 70s right so I, here's here's this is this is the global climate i picked on the last one and it says the global climate there's a really great picture of the earth blowing up um although some people do not believe that global warming is real the facts say that it is very very real indeed the Earth's temperature has risen tremendously over the past 50-plus years, which shows us just how real the threat is. According to NASA.gov, humankind has been experiencing the effects of climate change for the better part of the past century. Not only have there been seven cycles of glaciers advancing and retreating within the past 650,000 years, but within the last 7,000 years, we've seen the end of the last ice age. This also marked the start of the modern era as well as the beginning of humankind. Global warming facts. A few global warming facts. After reading these climate change facts, you may not be a skeptic for long. Here's a quick list of facts you should know about climate change. Uh, there has been a rise in the world's temperature. The fact is, the Earth's surface temperature has increased by about two degrees since the end of the 19th century. That is very fast in planetary terms. In fact, the fastest rate in recorded history. Since the 19th century? Since, I mean, yeah. Since oh, so two degrees since, yeah. Shit. Since the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, basically. Oh, so isn't that what you just mentioned? Yeah, <laughs> from the beginning of the Industrial Revolution, that's pretty much um, 1800. When we started, when we started taking fucking up shit. Yeah, we started doing like mass industry. When we started with also then trains. Yeah, but steam energy steam. isn't a bad thing, but coal, coal is not depend, good. Depended on that for oh, over way over a hundred something years. Coal is the same thing. We're taking something out of the ground and burning it, and that's what our oceans are warming up because the surface of the world is getting warmer, the oceans have absorbed a lot of the heat. Since the year 1969, the temperature of the top 23,000 feet, 2,300 feet of the sea has increased by about 0.302 degrees Fahrenheit. <coughs> so a third of a degree. Since 1969, that's pretty big. That's... Uh, ice sheets are shrinking. The ice sheets from Greenland and Antarctica have reduced a lot. According to the data from an experiment by NASA, Greenland lost about 36 to 60 cubic miles of ice each year. This happened between the years 2002 and 2006. Antarctica lost 36 cubic miles of ice every year between the years of um, 2002 and 2005. Wow. Glaciers are disappearing. As a result of the increasing temperatures here on Earth, glaciers are quickly becoming things of legends. Glaciers are disappearing at an alarming rate. All around the world, glaciers are retreating and growing smaller every day. 
Some areas are getting less snow. During the end of winter and the beginning of spring, we used to get more snow before the temperature of the planet went up. In some places in the world, we are getting less snow overall. Also, the snow is melting earlier than usual. Sea levels are rising. The seas have increased a lot. The sea levels in the world have risen about eight inches within the past century. However, it gets even worse since the rate of increase has doubled within the last two decades. This is in comparison to the previous century. Arctic sea ice has reduced. Not only is the extent of the sea ice in the Arctic diminished, but the thickness has too. Looking at pictures NASA has taken from space to study the disappearance of Arctic sea ice should be enough to make anyone believe in global warming. Mm. Severe weather events have increased. Not only has the number for record high temperatures in some areas been growing, but the record low numbers have been getting lo lower quickly over the last few decades. Also, the amounts of rainfall have increased in the United States. The oceans have been acidifying. Since the start of the Industrial Revolution, the amount of acidity in our oceans has increased about 30%. Wow. Okay. Going back to the severe weather, like this this year has been a mess for the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, mess for the Midwest. Huh? That's funny. Um, like there's still flooding. Um, and then they've had more tornado action uh, than, rec than normal. Poji said that too. He said that it was like crazy tornadoes and crazy hail storms. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy hail. Like I've been having to call family up like at least once a week. Like, are you guys okay? Are you guys flooded tornado? You know, something's always going on. Well, and tornadoes are crazy and that's why hail gets involved is that it's raining and it's cold and then it becomes ice. an ice ball and it it's gets so thrown cool, back though. up into the sky because of the tornado. Yeah. And so it keeps coming up and down and around because of the They're really air picking it up. It's crazy. Hail is crazy and if they get big enough you could get hurt oh no i've gotten hurt hit by in a, the head i've by gotten hit in the side of the head by a hail like a little golf ball size hit. i mean you it could is, you could die yeah like they, they i would have to look that up yeah. has anyone ever died from a hailstorm hailstorm probably shit that shit hurt um but yeah i mean this this just like this this year's not over yet and right not, summer ha actually hasn't technically began yet so we're already starting off, you know, to a shitty start of the year. We had those horrible snowstorms, those floods in the Midwest, crazy tornado action. And then we've had some of the craziest couple of days here where mm. it is so abnormal. We just, it is to, too hot for yeah, people to even deal. The, uh, what was it? Monday, it was actually a hundred degrees. That's here. crazy. That's crazy. Actually, yesterday was 94. I went to the beach yesterday. That's what I took my ass to do. Uh, in May 2017, the World Meteorological Organization announced the highest reported historical death tolls from hailstorms. Ooh. 2017. So okay. that's not too long ago. Oh. I bet you it's like in some third world country. That was like hailstorm death. Well, also the, all the pictures for hailstorm deaths were um, of flamingos. In May 2017, the World Meteorological Organization announced the highest reported historical death tolls from hailstorms. It found that a severe hailstorm occurring near Morabad, Uttar Pradesh, India, on the 30th of April, 1888, killed 246 people with hailstones as large as goose eggs and oranges and cricket balls. Ow! That's a lot of... So that's the highest yeah. death storm. 
I knew I knew it was um, gonna be in some crazy place. I knew it was like probably. I, I was thinking Asia. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, India's part of Asia technically, yeah. I guess. Um, this is from. Oh, this is 2016. Hail deadliest storms. I could tell you some tornado. Ones. All hail I tell you some deadliest storms. You know what's even scary? Like, I, I don't want to sound like one of those crazy people that talk about the end of times, but yeah. you know we're coming up on our 30th anniversary of uh, the 1989 earthquake. Really? Yeah. Wow. October. Wow. Wait, it was it was during the it was during the, the, the World, World Series. Series. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have a feeling that we're going to be expecting something really soon. Wow. 30 years later, sure. Well, I live on a rock. Uh, I'm on real land in the city, so I'm not too worried. But I'm also worried because I'm on the I'm on the fourth floor of a brick building, which I feel oh, like if shit. it's shook enough, it's just going to crumble. So, oh, I didn't realize your shirt's brick. Oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a big brick building uh, from 1934. I just worry about my cat being home. Uh, so here are the death toll from a storm in April 13th, 1360. was known as Black Monday. A thousand soldiers died during the, the Hundred Years' War. The uh, English invasion army, uh, invasion of France, and a thousand um, died. 200 people were killed by a sudden and severe hailstorm while traveling in a valley in Rupkund, India in 850 AD. The skeletons of victims were discovered by a British forest guard in 1942. What? The National Geographic team examining the remains of <coughs> in 2004 reported the victims of Skeleton Lake suffered blows to the head from blunt round objects about the size of cricket balls. And they concluded they were from a hailstorm. That's, wow, geez. And that was a uh, AD? That was in... Uh, 13 AD? You said? That was 850 AD. 850 AD. So they just didn't have any cover. More than 200 people were believed to be killed during a hailstorm in China in 1932. Oh. The deadliest hailstorm recorded. Hailstones took the lives of 246 people and more about India in 1988. What? In 1988, 246 people killed and more about India. Or, you know what, so that's the thing. It, the one before had a mistake, and it said 1888, and it was really 1988. Oh, so that's recent. Yeah. Shit. Hailstorms weighing up to two pounds caused the death of 92 people in Gopaganj, Bangladesh, in 1986. These are You're right. They're all, like, down there. In 2013, at least nine people were killed throughout several villages in the state of Alhandra, Pradesh, India. The deadly storm destroyed houses, crops, and livestock. Uh, deaths from hailstorms are rare in the United States, but a pizza delivery man was killed by hail in Fort Worth, Texas in 2000, according to the Weather Channel. I guess he didn't get that pizza delivered. No, he got hit Not in the head. Not funny, sorry. I'm so afraid, though, sometimes that something's going to fly out from somewhere and hit me in the head like hail. Well, that's the scary thing about tornadoes, too. It's not the fact of you getting sucked up into it. It's the fact of all the debris. Hitting that, you in the face. Yeah, chopping your head off. Yeah. That shit is... 
coming fast. It's coming, yeah. I mean, you don't want to be in the tornado, of course, but the majority of deaths, that's it's flying just, debris. Slate reported in 2006 at least 27 people were killed when hailstorms and tornadoes swept, swept through the Midwest and the South. However, those deaths included incidents caused by strong winds, such as a tree falling on a person and an occupant killed when his mobile home turned over. Yeah. It's difficult to attribute whose deaths were caused by hail, if any. Um, a hailstorm killed eight people along the Watery River in South Carolina in 1784, according to a report in Atlas Obscura. The South Carolina Gazette reported the hailstones measured about nine inches in circumference and also killed geese, lambs, sheep, and birds. What year? 18 what? Or 17? 1784. So oh, those are the most deadly. Okay. I hope those were just the slave owners. Hit. Yeah. And then hail. <laughs> yeah, right? And with hailstorm deaths, all the pictures seem to be of dead flamingos, which are very sad. <laughs> Anyway, I don't know how I got on that. Global warming, Global more warming. hail. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you just type in severe weather 2019, you're going to see some really wacky, crazy shit. I mean, this is, I, I don't mind it being hot, but it, like, uh, to me, it just got really scary. Like, yeah. the fact of, like, I know, I know it's real, but it's like, okay. Severe weather so far in 2019. This is from something called Wood TV Weather Blog. Wood TV. <laughs> Wood TV. Get it, boy. <laughs> Severe weather so far in 2019. Oh, wow. So, um, the re- that's all the dots are the reports. Notice those are a lot of red states. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> whole <you> eastern <laughs> seaboard in the south, all the way through Texas, is yeah. has a lot of severe weather. Wow. I'm, I am I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Um, no, that's a lot. 22 in Michigan. I mean, you can look at the different wet, the pattern. It's, it's basically like at least California isn't being affected like crazy. No, we, we have ours coming. I don't think it'll be, like I said, in a form of a weather event. I think it'll be an earth-shaking event. Right. I'm scared of that. I'm sure. very scared. I'm, I'm luckily I'm on a little hill too, because I'm not too far away from the bay. So, but the people that live down below me, God bless y'all. <laughs> if anything shall happen, I just don't want to be on a bridge. Oh my God! I don't. Every time I cross the bridge, I always think 1985. Today's earthquakes in San Francisco Bay Area, California. We've had zero earthquakes in the past 24 hours. Two earthquakes in the past seven days. Nineteen earthquakes in the past. No, I didn't even realize. I don't it. ever feel anything. I don't either. I sleep that hard. Wow. I guess so. Um, this has all of the, all of them. Napa. What's the? Uh, there was Richter one scale. yesterday in Napa. About twelve hours ago in Napa, two point seven. Okay. About twenty-three hours ago, Mountain House, California, two point one. About twenty-three hours ago, three point oh, Mountain House. Three days ago, Bay Point, uh, 1.6 Bay Point, California. Three days ago, 1.6 Angwin, California. Seven days ago, Bay Point, California, 1.5. Let's look for a, a bigger one. 2.4, 13 days ago in San Martin. I don't even know where that is. Oh, there was one right here. 11 days ago, 1.5 in uh, Tamalpais Valley, which is just right up from us, just in Marin there. Oh, it's in Marin. Yeah. Oh, shit. 
Livermore, they've had one recently. Oh, wow. That's, that's where the mountain house is. About, uh, Do you recall, like, being in the earth, not in the earthquake, but yeah. when that happened? In 89? Yeah, yeah. I, I, was, I remember it because I remember that it was the, the ball game. And also, I was upstairs and I was taking a dump. And I was on the <laughs> you, toilet. You, <laughs> I was on the toilet and everything started shaking. And I got up without my pants on and I stood in the... Um, Door frame because I guess that's where you're supposed to stand. It's the safest place or whatever. You didn't even get so I didn't wipe. even put Damn. my no. I didn't even wipe and I just stood up and I was like, "This is really scary." And it went on for a while, and then it stopped. Yeah. And I was I feel like probably the safest place in the house because I was like in a door frame inside of a bathroom. Like so, there was a bathroom door frame that went out to the hall, but then there was an inner bathroom door frame, and I was in there. You're just holding. And like, I hold the inner door. Yeah, and it was fine. I mean, I wasn't like super shaky. And some stuff fell off the walls and. Um, it was scary, but it was fine. I mean, I, but I was in Danville, so yeah, okay. Yeah. My dad was in the city; he was still at work, and he oh, actually shit. had to stay in. And they put out a newspaper. They got their generators up, and they put out a newspaper at midnight because everything, all the power was turned off, and he couldn't get home, couldn't get across the bridge. So he was at the Chronicle Examiner at the time, and they're like, "Let's put out a newspaper." Was your mom kind of freaked out? Like, yeah, but he had. I think that we knew everything was okay. I mean. I think that somehow he communicated that. It was before the days of cell phones. Right, it was right, 1989. Right. But um, I'm sure that he figured out a way. Because he was right down there at 5th and Fifth and Market at the at that building. And um, chaos. Chaos. But so, oh, yeah, yeah earthquakes are real. Yeah, yeah. You could, that's when... He oh, couldn't sh- get home. He used to, used to van pool. Shit. So he couldn't... Uh, 3.2 about a month ago in Calistoga. Uh, but that, this is, one. yeah, today at 3.0 in Mountain House, California. This week, 3.0 in Mountain House, California. This month, 3.0 in Mountain House, California. This year, 3.7 in Black Point Green, California. We've had 380 earthquakes in the past 365 days. That's an earthquake every once a day. In the San Francisco Bay Area. Damn. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. But I guess that means that it's not a big deal. It's safer than we think or something because it's better to have that jolt rather than the big one. Is that maybe. Yeah. Saying? Like it's sort of like burping. Like if you think of the plates, like seismic plates and the gas underneath them and they're like burping out little bits like and that's why they sort of rumble here and there yeah I mean that's the only way I can kind of try to make sense of it in my stoner brain <laughs> but I also feel like those plates can be maneuvered by things like pulling fracking, fracking and filling it with water or doing underground bomb testing I feel like that could have some effects on some tectonic plate issues and then that it could does. It, it, it might have there's some like the Fiji like tsunami there's some tsunamis and shit that happened and if you look back like you know India and Pakistan were both underground testing could could that maybe have affected something that could have maybe a couple months later turned into something else like a tsunami on another part of the world like how much does the butterfly effect work and do we write it off as the butterfly effect when it's like things actually have meaning like when you do something there's a like wait there's an every action has an equal and opposite you can't like energy can't be created or destroyed you just kind of keep moving it around and that's a fact that's scientifically proven. That's not an opinion. So like when you, I mean, so if you pulled, that's why I feel like if you're moving the tectonic plates around, like, isn't that energy? 
it's got to go somewhere. It, it is because going back to the fracking, that's why in Oklahoma they've been having those earthquakes because mm. of fracking. Mm. Yeah, and uh, and it's very uncommon of places like Oklahoma. Not saying that it, it, it could never happen, but they're playing with the plates. Uh, because of fracking. Man-made earthquakes. How fracking disposal wells can cause earthquakes. The culprit of earthquakes near fracking sites is not believed to be the act of drilling and fracturing the shale itself, but rather the disposal. It's because they... It's But they're disposing of it and they're filling up... Uh, Hydraulic fracturing or fracking, a drilling process that injects millions of gallons of water, sand, and chemicals under high pressure into a well, cracking the rock to release natural gas and oil, has only been known rarely to cause earthquakes. But the disposal of drilling wastewater used in fracking has now been scientifically linked to earthquakes. The fluids used in fracking and the wastewater that comes back up the well is disposed of by injecting it into disposal wells deep underground. This is generally regarded as the safest, most cost-efficient way to get rid of it. But in some parts of the country, especially in Barnett Shale area around Dallas-Fort Worth, it has also been causing earthquakes, and they're growing in both number and strength. (laughs) How fracking disposal wells can cause earthquakes. The culprit of earthquakes near fracking sites is not believed to be the act of drilling and fracturing the shale itself, but rather the disposal wells. Disposal wells are the final resting place for the used drilling fluid. These waste wells are located thousands of feet underground, encased in layers of concrete. They usually store the waste from several different wells. There are more than 50,000 disposal wells in Texas, servicing more than 216,000 active drilling wells, according to the Railroad Commission. Each well uses about 4.5 million gallons of chemical-laced water. Oof. The model I use is called the air hockey table model, says Cliff Forage, a research scientist at the Institute for Geophysics at the University of Texas at Austin. You have an air hockey table. Suppose you tilt it. There's no air on the puck. It'll just sit there. Gravity wants to move it, but but it doesn't because the friction with the table surface. But if you turn the air on for hockey table, the puck slips. Faults are the same, he said. If you pump water in a fault, the fault can slip, causing an earthquake. Scientists in my community know that injection can sometimes cause earthquakes, Froelich says. The science linking man-made earthquakes to oil and gas industry isn't anything new. Decades ago, researchers even found they could turn earthquakes on and off by injecting liquid into the ground, says Dr. William Ellsworth of the Earthquake Science Center of the U.S. Geological Survey. This was seen as validation of the effective stress model, he told Stale Pact, Texas. This work was published in Science Magazine and many other publications. Recent research has found definitive links between these disposal wells and earthquakes, particularly in Texas. The quakes are linked to drilling in Barnett Shale. The productive portion of the Barnett Shale is located directly beneath Johnston Tarrant in western Dallas counties, about half a mile and a mile and a half underground. The shale contains an estimated 40 trillion cubic feet of natural gas, making it the largest onshore natural gas field in Texas and potentially the United States. 
A University of Texas at Austin from studied last summer found a definitive link between earthquakes in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and disposal wells in the Barnett Shale. An earlier study, do you think they care? An, no. an, an earlier study by scientists at Southern Methodist University and UT found links between disposal wells near the DFW airport and induced earthquakes for a series of quakes in 2008 and 2009. The study specifically looked at two injection wells in the area that were built in 2008. Seven weeks later, earthquakes started. We were the DFW earthquakes natural or triggered by activities associated with natural gas production, most likely saltwater injection to dispose of brines, the report asked. And the study said, yes, the correlations are consistent with an induced or triggered source. The quakes studied uh, from that two-year period were all in the 3.0 magnitude or below, but in the years since, there have been several more quakes above 3.0 in the area, going as high as 3.5. There have been more than 50 earthquakes in the area since 2008. And this is how old is this? I don't know. But I'm really stoked that we found it. We're right. I've said for a long time that that's got to make sense that fracking causes earthquakes. Yeah. It yeah. only makes sense. It's been an issue, like in states like Texas it and Oklahoma. Only makes and they've sense. And they've been trying to, there have been people protesting uh, against the fracking thing. And then also, too, um, people, I, I think it, this happened in Ohio where they were fracking and like their water caught on fire or some shit. Ah. Yeah. Like, really crazy. This is what man is doing. That's what we're doing. Yeah. No, man-made food, man-made stuff. And the question is wh- when we make our replicated food, because that'll that'll exist soon. You, you know, you press the button and da-da-da, there's your milkshake or whatever. What is it made out of? But like, is it know. all made out of corn? Is it all made out of, like, baby stem cells? Is it all made out of hemp? Is it all made out... What What is it? Is it, like... Is it a machine that, like, that, like, builds builds it out of hemp and then it injects it with edible flavor like what is it's like that movie sewing it green oh it's people, it's people. <laughs> but seriously what are we gonna um, what are we gonna do with our overpopulation problem and when the overpopulation is gonna get so scary because when the global warming when all of our deserts exponentially grow and we make a huge swath of our planet uninhabitable all those people have to go somewhere. And then the racism that we have and the walls and all that shit is going to be terrible. We need to break down all the walls. We need to be like, we're all humans. Because, so it's like, are we just going to say, oh, sorry, the place that you got, you were, you lived in is uninhabitable. You can't come to Well, isn't most of the population Portland, in Asia anyway? No. I don't, I mean, I thought that was well, the old, the that's, and that's something that happens in the heat. Old people die. <laughs> that's um, <laughs> with the exception of Japan. I mean, China, that's what I meant. Not Asia. Excuse me. China is the one that is the country that has the most people in the world. So yeah. well, are they aging or are they just, I mean, no, they take the, care of their own. The so. Japanese are though. They're going to be dying off real soon if they don't start fucking. Well, let's, I want to look up like a, a, a global warming desert spread, something like that. Someone's got to be talking about this right global warming desert spread because like 
Sahara Desert expand largely, largely due to climate change. Okay, that's oh, exactly what I want. Oh, nice. Yeah, so like, if I mean, not nice, not but nice, but if this, if the Sahara, like, sorry, the largest desert in the world, right? And it, and the Gobi Desert is in is in um, in China, so. Uh, climate change is making deserts greener. That's interesting. Climate change is making deserts greener. The desert spread is temperature. Oh, here, this is the picture I want. I want an image. Um, deserts are already spreading. 50-year trend in Palmer drought severity index, 1950 to 2002. And... Uh, and the negative, the drier areas. Oh, and that's interesting because the, the drier areas are up even in the tundra. And I, I don't usually think of a desert like that, but yeah, yeah it's it's a desert up there because yeah. it, there's ice, but it's too cold. It's uninhabitable is the thing. So it's when these purple spaces, these purple spaces are like the uninhabitable kind of stuff. Oh, the purple ones? The Sahara Desert is spreading south into Darfur and the Sahel. See Spain, Italy, Greece. Oh, they are having trouble. The Gobi Desert is spreading into northeast China. More sandstorms visit Beijing. Retreating glaciers moisten the soil in Tibet. The USA lucked out until 2007. <laughs> um, anyways, I'm scared. We should all be scared, I guess. What but, can we do? But global warming isn't real. But what can we do? The thing is, I mean, honestly, what, we can stop what can fracking. We, we can stop fracking. We, we can do that. But we as individual people, like I don't drive a car, so I can't really go very much farther than already reducing my carbon footprint. But like I could look for less packaging in my foods. That, I could go with yeah. less packaging. I could always bring my own bags. I can I can be responsible for my plastic intake. I need to do that, too with the plastic intake but it's, sometimes it's hard especially if you're going to the store after you went for a jog right <laughs> well and pla- plastic they take it from the ground and, and I mean it's just it's like petrol too um, warming climate increases the spreading of the Sahara the Sahara spread is now established its sands are on the march the desert is growing thanks to climate change in the last century, the region of the Sahara, technically defined as desert, has increased by at least 10%. And the area that becomes technically desert, with less than 100 millimeters, 3.93 inches of rain a year, has increased this summer, the wet season, over the same period by 16%. And if climate change is at work in Northern Africa, the same may hold true for some of the world's other deserts as well, researchers warn. U.S. meteorologists report the Journal of Climate that they looked at data from the years 1920 to 2013 to explore annual trends. Deserts are the natural natural geographic features with no fixed boundaries. Parts of them can bloom in rainier years and support crops, even foraging animals, only to become extreme arid zones a year or two later. Deserts exist because the natural circulation of the atmosphere. Air rises at the equator and descends in the subtropics to flow back to the equator near a ground level and establish a pattern of low precipitation. Weather experts call this phenomenon the Hadley circulation after the 18th century British natural philosopher George Hadley. Climate change is likely to widen the Hadley circulation, causing a northward advance of the subtropical deserts, said Sumant Nagam, a professor of atmospheric and oceanic studies at the University of Maryland, one of the authors of the study. The southward creep of the Sahara, however, suggests that additional mechanisms are at work as well. 
The other factors probably linked to the shifts in the Sahara sands include a natural climate cycle known to oceanographers and meteorologists as the Atlantic Multidecal Oscillation. Overlapping patterns. The headache for climate scientists to distinguish one natural pattern of change from another. More alarming trend as a consequence of climate change triggered by global warming as a consequence of the ever-increasing use of fossil fuels by human economies. And such dissections are not simple. The Sahara expands in the arid winter and shrinks a little with the summer rains. Between the shifting dunes of the Sahara and the fertile savannas of tropical Africa lies the Sahel, a region that straddles 14 nations, from Senegal on the Atlantic coast through Mali and Chad to Ethiopia on the Red Sea. Researchers have repeatedly warned that climate change could bring more famine to this precarious region, but other scientists have detected a trend toward increased rainfall that could make parts of the Sahel flourish again with climate change. The latest study suggests that on evidence of water levels in Lake Chad, overall conditions could become harsher for the meager grasslands and impoverished communities of the Sahel. Century-long trend. The Chad Basin falls in the region where the Sahara has crept southward, and the lake is drying out. It's a very visible footprint of reduced rainfall, not just locally, but across the whole region, says Professor Nagam. This the scientists attribute about a third of the shift to the desert's regime to human-induced climate change and the rest to other cyclical weather patterns. The research have, researchers have been examining desert, desertification for decades, but this paper is claimed to be the first to establish a trend over most of a century, according to Natalie Thomas of the University of Maryland, who led the study. Our priority was to document the long-term trends of rainfall and temperature in the Sahara. The next step is to look at what these driving, look what is driving these trends for the Sahara and elsewhere. We have already started looking at a seasonal temperature trend over North America, for example. Here, winters are getting warmer, but summer are about the same. In Africa, it's the opposite. Winters are holding steady, but summers are getting warmer. So the stresses in Africa are already more severe. Yikes. And then what's going to happen to all those people? Like, let's just say that whole Sahel era, right? That whole Sahel area. Um, I'll put Sahel map in and we'll see how many people. Um, it's this, wow, it's this whole, it stretches from one side to the other. Wow. Oh, wow. It goes all the way across, across in the a co- big band. Continent. So imagine that all those people have to migrate somewhere. Now they're, now where they live is uninhabitable. There's 14 countries that it spreads across. And all of those people are like, can't live here anymore. And they either have to move south, can, 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 that's a huge, that's a huge amount of space. And, that's and a, yeah. how many people live there? How many millions of people will be displaced? And where are they going to go? And if you look at our current immigration policies, they're not coming here. No. We're not going to let anybody in. Well, they're trying to stop people like now, like in European countries, you know, there are a lot of people that have been migrating to Europe, um, not just because of the, well, well, the, the war, war. Syria. I yeah. mean, war, I mean, which that that's climate that war affects climate yeah. change too. Sure. Um, yeah. And then there's been a lot of people in Africa. What Instead happened. of rain, it rains bullets. Yeah. It's right? really dangerous. It's, it's way more dangerous than hail. <laughs> They're bullets. It's true. Yeah. You're bound to die. But if you get hit in the head yeah um but there have been uh people uh, from africa that have been migrating to european countries because of either i mean it, it 
food, mm-hmm. famine, famine, yeah. That's climate change or war. Yeah. That also goes into that umbrella as well. Well, because why are we fighting with people because of we want their oil because climate change. Oh, I mean, which causes climate change? Yeah, and then because there's other yeah. things involved, like because um, Africa has the best resources in the world. That's why Western countries have been raping it. Well, and so here's the thing, though, is that we wouldn't have a leg to stand on anymore because if you have a cross section of Africa like that, Jeez, it goes right man. through Ethiopia, and Ethiopians are overwhelmingly Christian. So are we going to be like, well, America will take Ethiopians, but we won't take any Muslims? And it's no. like, why would you even? And then it becomes, do we take anyone from Africa at all, no, or do we just go straight up racist from the beginning and say, well, we used to want to take all of Africa, but now we ain't taking anybody from Africa? Well, and wouldn't did. that be irony? Three sixty, all the way down. Like we stole people, we kidnapped people from this region, but now, now that there could be displaced people because of a huge climate change that's happening, mostly because of our carbon footprint, because of our use of fossil fuels, uh, would we close our borders? We already have. To, didn't he? He didn't. Um, he already did, closed. Didn't, didn't he call um, those places shithole countries right, anyway? Right. That's so, right. So I mean, we're yeah. That's but actually happening. I just think like I think we just uncovered something kind of big, actually. Yeah, I didn't. I no had no idea about. about that. I had no idea about that. That's crazy. And I guess I'm. And that's what's going with Europe right now. That's why you have these far right people coming out and wanting to close their borders yep. as well because they're afraid of the same thing that's going on here: the browning of their country. But, but the thing is that the world that we all live on the same planet the world and when we used to steal people from certain places can we all be like hey everybody we're all people we all live here we have to together make some concessions so that we don't all die because what's to say that if the Sahara is gonna displace these 20 million people what if it happens on what if there's all kinds of places where the deserts expand or things become either too cold or too hot and there are only these certain places that we can cohabitate on this planet are we all just gonna start killing each other are we gonna have a huge huge war is that what's coming and we're gonna be like well sorry good luck you grew up you were born in a fucked up place but we don't give a fuck we're, we're closing there. our bar- I mean is that we're already there it's they're just not saying it that way we're already there I mean we're not taking any more migrants in um from Central America because I mean because it's the same thing the fear of the browning of America which is already going to happen anyway but the thing is it's like we have the we have the wrong fears then and we have to change we have to change the fears the fear needs to be maybe a respect for mother earth or father earth call it anything you want but we are fucking up right now oh god yeah and we are f- and a lot of and i hate to say it but people haven't died in a while and a lot of people need to die we sort of need another world war 2 situation with like 25 million russians and I feel like there just there has to be sort of a, an I and I hate to use the word ethnic cleansing, but of all I feel like all humans, but maybe we need no. a common goal or something together. Like we really gotta 
this is gonna be fucked up. I, I know what I know what ethnic cleansing I would do. All the racists. All the racists. But they're but they're already doing that anyway with opioids here in this country. See? That is. So That's, keep killing yourselves. Yeah, it's you're doing you're doing a favor. You're doing a great service to your country. I just, when do we? When do we realize that more important than the creature comforts that we have accumulated within the last 200 years during this industrial revolution, these cars, these phones, these these things to make things easier? Yes. Was it difficult to have a cow and to milk it every morning and then take the cream and siphon it off and make your butter and then like keep your milk at a certain temperature so it wouldn't go bad? Did it suck before refrigeration because you had to consume all that milk or cook it or make it sour to do something else with it? But you ain't isn't my that refrigerator? I'm I know, sorry. I know. Take, no, no. I mean, well, the thing is though that no, I, I I get it, but uh, some of the creature comforts I feel like are important. But I feel like if we get back as a people to dealing with the most important things, feeding each other, having a good time, not dying. Uh, like why do we need all this industry why do we need all these jobs like if we could just like grow food and eat it and hang out and what jobs there's no industry really anymore well I mean, other than just tech industry yeah I mean there is that's the problem right now people aren't working and so when people aren't working they become destitute and when the and desperate and when desperation happens crime goes up and then people and then the education of people falls down too and with the education of that they don't know about how to take care of their environment and they don't know how to take care of themselves better they just yeah. listen they just it's, it's just a cycle of cycle. shitty things that happen like for example like the neighborhood i live in i think if if, if the education would have been a little bit more a little bit better maybe we would have so many people that would litter on the street oh my god which I, drives me crazy because people do like, it here they throw trash out the bus window and i'm like what it's like dude you're right by a trash can how lazy can you get and be and i think the fact that matters like the environment and the education they weren't taught certain things. It was just like, well, it's just a bag. Well, that bag adds up. Right. It's just it, a, it, it becomes a pileup of garbage, and that pileup and turns out to be a fucking island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Right. Every, and so every on. Plastic bottle. Yeah. Oh, I, I really, I, I really, I always get back to socialism because I think that if we could care, if we could just. Like, I get it. People want their creature comforts. I get it. But there is no reason why we can't provide food and shelter for every person on the planet. And you could say, what? Oh, there are people who are lazy. Why You can't give them a handout. Just makes them lazy. It's like, no, people deserve food and shelter yeah I, those people who say stupid shit like that i'm like fuck you those are usually the ones that are lazy anyway that say well, st- silly shit like that and i love i was just thinking today i was like what are things that make me happy and honestly Healthcare. it was like no it was um the first thing i thought of was a really good um samosa fresh deep fried samosa oh, that sounds or delicious. like a taco like a really like a really good street taco I'm hungry. and i know i am too but the first two things i thought of of things that make me happy were food and 
And then I thought, well, yeah, I, I didn't think of my Instagram account or my iPhone or my That's sad. TV show. I didn't think of that wasn't like things that make me happy. I didn't. I mean, I thought of Jonathan, too. But but if you think about things that make you happy, it really doesn't have anything to do with the accumulation of stuff and things in your life and the buying and purchasing of things like sometimes they can accompany that like having a cute outfit on when you go get a delicious taco but I don't know I just feel like we should be able to take care of everybody's needs because our needs really truly as humans are pretty simple oh absolutely feed Food, us clothing shelter give us a place to poop give me a place to lay my head and with that where i won't get a hailstorm to kill me in my sleep <laughs> I, I need a i need a safe place where i won't get smashed by a brick or a hailstorm at night that's that's it and a place to put, put my poop so that i don't have to like you know, put it on the street. I, just a <laughs> nice place. And food. Like, and even, you know, like, real food. No, I don't, I, like, apples and shit. You know, like, yeah. like, zucchini. <laughs> how, how tough is it to get me a zucchini? Like, can we really? Mm, um, me hungry. I just, I, I just don't understand why we, we know what it takes to make a human being. And yet, we, at least, as I'm speaking for American culture, don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, we know it's what it takes to make worse. people. It's getting even worse. I mean. It's getting even it's, worse. It's, it's so funny to me. Because it, going back to the poor white people that uh, voted for this dude, uh, you know. Keep taking more they, opioids. T- yes, that too. Please keep taking your opioids, folks. Because um, all that pain. All the <laughs> but, you know, they they have in their mind that they are one day are going to be like 45 or... They, that An asshole? Yeah, no. Oh, no, no, a rich person. Yeah. Like, they have this silly notion that you know what he's talking to people like me but you're in your trailer dude and he's you actually have a great taking- podcast from your trailer though yeah. you should you should anyone out there if you're a dumb redneck and you want to fucking do a podcast from your trailer please i i will listen to it. i will call in i'd love to talk to you about why and how you voted for that pile of dog shit that we have as president i would love an informed discussion with you Oh, right? Yeah. Is it possible? It is, but you're going to get really angry. I've had a discussion with one. They really, they really special. I, I really think by this point there, it's not, it's not even about their, it's a cult. What would they say it's about my climate, about our climate would, rant of today? You would say they, you ridiculous. No, they, they wouldn't say, say that. They, they, no, they wouldn't say ridiculous. Yeah. They say, that shit's not real. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, everybody, there's going to be 20 million people leaving the Sahel and they're going to want to come to a country near us. And I say, open the doors. I say, let everybody in. I say, we have to learn how to, we have to learn how to populate this world together. All of us. And uh, don't let in the Russians. I'm kidding. I, 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 I'm I, kidding. I just like, I edit. I'm just kidding. No, I know. As long as, as long as you believe in the Constitution, and if we, uh, if we truly believe in the Constitution of we the people, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, this is, if we truly believe, if we the people truly believe in life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, which is written on our Constitution, if all of us get together, say that's what we believe in, then we can all together say that people 
are important. And taking care of their basic needs is the first way to help with pursuit of happiness. Basic needs met, then you can, that's, you. how dare we try to go for happy without going first for basic needs met? Like, how can you ever be, the, one of the worst times in my life was when I couldn't find a public restroom in Amsterdam and I was having so much fun and it was Queen's Day and we were having so much fun, you could drink on the streets and I was like, I'm having fun, I'm having fun, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee, I have to pee, oh my God, everything's about peeing, all I can do is pee, I gotta find a pee, we gotta do this, I'm gonna pee in my pants, where I'm gonna go, I don't know where to go, this is and this fun, fun, fun time turned into like nightmare stress because I didn't have anywhere to pee. And that is in the way of pursuit of happiness. We need, we need to find like a way as Americans to say we have heart and we care. And although the larger structure above us doesn't give a fuck about us because we are just consumers running around and they just want us to spend money, we have to know in our hearts that it isn't about the money. It doesn't take money to take care of people. The money's already there. It's just the allocation of the funds. There's no reason why we can't have bathrooms for people to go potty in in San Francisco. There's no reason why we can't be housing people. Amen to that one. There's no reason why we cannot provide food and access to food, to healthy choices and food for people in this entire country. It's that we don't want to. And we have to examine like how far have we gotten away from our constitution yeah. and how we misinterpret it. And are oh. we going back to the days of, yeah, when it was written, those guys weren't talking about women or black people or brown people or yellow people or purple people. They were talking about white people, white male landowners. That's what they were talking about. So we're already changing the constitution in our own minds to suit our own needs. We're already doing that. So let's look at the words, we the people. Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, boom. Yeah, but again, the sad reality is some people like myself aren't aren't people to other people in their eyes. You know, we're still chattel. Right. You know, and, and the, this go the, this goes along with like when we were talking about um uh what's his face getting pushed. Oh right, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you know, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, thank you. Like fantastically, how, he's playing really fantastic. Like that's all they see him as, just to entertain. Mm. And how you're not human, so I'm just gonna shove you. Tap dancers. Yeah. Ta- <laughs> Yeah, tap, 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 tap. Um, yeah. You know, that, that that's just like the abuse that how certain people are treated. Just By an just owner. Be- that's even more like ownership. By an owner of the other. That's like, that's uh, you're so meaning- Yeah, exactly. You're that's- so meaningless to you because I own you. Yeah. I'm an owner. I own the team, therefore I own you. And that's not true because you're being paid a salary. I mean, and they're doing a great job. But but I feel that same way about, about NFL. I feel oh, like it's, I, like, it's yes. a slavery oh, thing. Oh, that is a plantation for you. And, I fucking do not then, like the Negro Football League. And then with all of the, all of the concussions, stuff and they knew about it for years and there was a cover up and they were still like ah let them hit each other and then even with after like PTSD and wife beating and all these crazy neurological changes because of concussions and amnesia and all of these yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Alzheimer's and dementia and early onset things are very big problems when they knew about it they knew about it that's the thing they've known about it and they're still not doing anything about it well it's the same thing with Vietnam it's the same thing in 65 we knew it was an unwinnable war they knew it they got the letters they they, the McCarthy they knew 
knew and uh, McNamara and they, we didn't do anything about it and we still haven't done anything about it. And that lasted it. for another 10 years yeah. after 1965. Yeah, and we, and we still haven't done anything about it. So like you gotta think if these are things that we already know about and nothing's been done about, look at all the things that we don't even know about and what's not gonna happen about. Like what are the inside underground shit things that are happening? Like is, is there a room in the White House right now where they're fucking talking about like the global warming like and they're like we got to keep negating it everybody we got to keep negating it because we've got to get these borders intact we've got to get these borders set up we got to get this done and locked in so that when the 20 million people do try to seek asylum from the fucking sun <laughs> there we're not going to let them in like well, I mean, that's already happening with the people that are migrating uh, here from Central America because mm. it's what we did to Central America and what we still are doing to Central America. And then the fact of the matter, there's so much poverty mm. and people are getting murdered and slaughtered. And then also, too, food. Again, people are starving. You know, so, it, I mean, again, that goes into that umbrella of a climate change as well. So we are closing the borders on these migrants coming through Mexico and trying to get to us where before we would take them in so we, we've already started that yeah and have that, a heart and that America. hasn't even been a million people yeah yeah so that's not even that scary influx but again it's that fucking racist white supremacy idea of like we don't want to take those others because we want to keep it pure here that's crazy but we have such a big country so like when 4 million new immigrants stream into England and they're trying to deal with it and they're a small country we won't even take any we're like not even 10,000 we don't want anything And but it's we just have to change our mindset we are hey we all live on the earth together everybody we know it now we know the truth because we have the technology to see the truth and so but some people don't want to some people don't want to some some people just have so much fucking hate in their heart just just kill yourself i don't even think it's hate i think it's just they want to keep their money well, there are I mean, people with money that want to keep their money. There's that, but there's also two people who don't have money, right. who there's, don't, who just have so much fucking hate. Yeah, because if that person wasn't around, then I something would be better for my life. Bang. If they're somehow stealing my opportunity, Bang. without there them, if they didn't exist, I'd be doing so well. Yeah. Nah, if they didn't exist, you'd still be a pile of dog shit. Pretty much. <laughs> That's fine. And with that, <laughs> we just the AltaCast goes back to dog shit. <laughs> hey, uh, do something. Don't vote for that uh, pile of dog shit. Speak out. Wear a fuck Trump something. And uh, care about your fellow man, everybody. I don't mean, be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. It's San Francisco. Okay, bye. Sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> but I speaking of personal problems and technology, I folks 
not working, so... my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Jester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as movies over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, uh, uh, I can't help but listen to Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off. For <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the Kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. You laugh off your own tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. Mm -hmm. Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show. One of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Somebody. 
Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini. And creamy, delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They get them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. Welcome. Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5. Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Bender's is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Bender's Bar and Grill. This is Tushar Matos with Mute in the Radio. Big up to the number one station, the ruling nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be... Like in front of an audience? Like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. 
Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians, bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Is this about that VR house you keep bugging me for? What if it is? I told you, I can't afford the Bitcoin. Goodbye, Jack. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRatio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRatio.fm has the best programming the internet 